following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, a happy new year to you. And a happy new year to you. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I have a pastor in my, in my past at one point who said his only New Year's resolution was never to make resolutions. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if we, uh, we go with that I think, approach. I think I identify with that. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I, uh, a lot of people do, and rightly so. I mean, if they're led by God to do that, wonderful. That's if right. If you have a new, if something needs to change, um, there's no... Um, more wonderful thing to have an opportunity mentally to say, you know, I think I want to restart on this. And I think I need to change. Um, And, and I am a big believer that anyone can change. Does everyone change? Absolutely not. They don't, but uh, they have an opportunity to. So this this is good news. I think so. And one opportunity for that is uh, as people, deal with um, moving into new year, new season, like you said, kind of hit reset sometimes that that our emotions are something we want to get a, a handle on. And you've got a series coming up where you'll be teaching on that, uh, the the uh, where you used to have the had the kind of social hot topics that you were dealing with at one point. Now we're dealing with, I suppose, the emotional hot topics in a weekly teaching starting uh, this Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, on January 8th. At uh, First Baptist or uh, First Baptist Dallas, or people can zoom in. You said you had several people doing that last time in the last series, but this one's yeah. coming up. So, what kinds of things are you going to be talking about? Well, I had written a book called "How to Handle Your Emotions," and um, I have taught all of these topics in terms of uh, the. It'll be this will be a nine-week uh, series. And each week will be a different emotion. And I chose to do this because we all have emotions. God gives that to us. This is not something that it's a de- it's not a default. Um, it is a natural part of our lives. Now, where do emotions come from? Uh, and are all emotions? Um, I'll just say uh, neither right nor wrong. They just are. Uh, no, I, I, I and I'm, I, I can explain that at some point. I'll come back. But I think the issue is like anger. Uh, if I were to speak on anger, and I, which I've taught on many times, yes, I, and that's going to be what's going to be covered this next week. It's uh, we're talking about you know, an hour and a half, and we're going to thoroughly. If it will help you, or it'll help you help others, or both. But the point is, I many times will start, and I'll say. How many of you believe that having anger is a sin? And I'll see probably about 40% of a of, of typical room that will raise their hands. And, and I'll say, well, I understand. A lot of people believe that around the world, mm-hmm. that it is a sin. And there are times when bad things happen because somebody's angry. Well, but the Bible says also, this is the Bible, be angry, but do not sin. So there's a right time for anger. So we're going to unfold and reveal what is appropriate anger, how all the, these do's and don'ts and 
we'll cover the quick answer to anger, which I have mentioned on this program uh, a number of times. The, the point is, um, you can have anger when, and it's legitimate, when injustice takes place. Do you always have it with injustice? No, I'm just saying you, it, 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 it can be a natural consequence. For example, Jesus. When there was corruption in the temple, money changers who were not being right by those who had come to the temple and they were going to be purchasing uh, physical sacrifices, animal sacrifices, and what that means is they would be buying these, um, it could be certain animals or fowl, um, and they would, there was a sacrificial offering to God. And the point is, uh, this is part of the Jewish law, old, the Old Testament law, and these were sacrifices that the people would make. They those who especially who had the right heart, um, it wasn't right for them to uh, pay exorbitant prices, uh, which that was what was going on. Well, Jesus had anger. Hmm. It was very clear, literally physical anger, and therefore he acted on that to, um, it motivated him to correct what was wrong. Very good. And so you will cover anger this time. And let me give the contact information for it, too. If people would like to find out more about it, just go to the website, firstdallas.org. Look for Discipleship University. And it's titled there, How to Handle Your Emotions, looking at the emotional hot topics. It'll be Sundays, 530 to 7, hour and a half. And uh, there are nine lessons there on uh, many topics. Anger, depression, fear, rejection, anxiety, um, envy and jealousy, uh, guilt, grief, and loneliness. Great topics for us to look at. And again, if you can't attend in person, you can attend by Zoom. You can Zoom into that classroom there. So uh, going on for the next uh, two and a half months of um, nine-week sessions there. And uh, looking forward to instructing people in how to handle emotions and deal with those emotional hot topics. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and continued support of this ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. If you just heard our conversation there about handling your emotions, we do have a book called How to Handle Your Emotions. We'd like you to check that out with customer support and see how they can get uh, that resource into your hands. Maybe there are some free resources as well on our website they can point you to to help you there and uh, maybe more immediately help you or help you help others. Their number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life, maybe it is a a troublesome emotion or some relationship issue you're having there, just give us a call and we'd like to talk to you on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. The number is 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. Just call us and we'll talk about you being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, having that conversation with June uh, yourself there. Now it's uh, 804, uh, excuse me, 800 800-644-4817. Let's get to our caller for tonight. And this evening we welcome from Minnesota. This evening we have Ann. Well, hello, Ann. Welcome to Hope. Thank you for having me. Well, you are so welcome, delighted, and uh, may you have a a blessed new year. (laughs) Thank you, you as well. Thank you. How can we help you? So, um, currently right now in my life, um, I'm going through a struggle of um, understanding how God uh, commands me and calls me to love my my dad. Um, I'm longing to understand, like, what that looks like um, and to understand what kind of boundaries that I'm able to have and, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, tell me, what was your relationship like with your father growing up? So, um, I heard on a video of yours, you mentioned a little bit about your dad, and I have a lot of similarities. So um, Mm. growing up with my dad, he was very much a dictator as well, and um, there was no conflict resolution in my home 
either, and um, it was very, there was a lot of violence, aggression, abuse on every single level um, with my siblings and my mother, and um, yeah, it was it was very, very difficult, and so now that I'm older, um, I've been trying to love him um, in my own way. Um, but I, uh, I now realize I need, I need more help. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Oh, and how old are you, Anne? How old am I? Uh-huh. Yes. I'm 27. Okay. So mm-hmm. what that means is you've had, I'm going to use the term, and you can t- correct me if I'm wrong. Are you telling me that you grew up in a home that was painful uh, with violence in in terms of your father toward Mm -hmm. your siblings and your mother. Was that also toward you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mainly, the violence was mainly towards me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And was there other kind of abuse? Such as um, sexual abuse yeah. or verbal and emotional was, abuse? Yes, uh, verbal, emotional, mental. There was um, molestation, um, which was, I, I do not believe it was his, uh, there was, I, I'm, there's confusion about his intent regarding that, but um, he, I believe my, my dad has um, some sort of mental illness. Um, so there's kind of a lot to that. Hmm. Well, um, there is that which is right in God's sight, and there is that which is wrong based on the Bible. And what um, you can't help when you're a child growing up, um, you don't have the power that adults have, and well, I'll, I'll just ask: Is there any area where you feel any guilt? Um, I would say the guilt that I'm feeling now is um, that I'm not a loving enough daughter, and that um, I'm. Uh, he's just constantly disappointed with me. So I've mm. recently cut off rela- uh, our relationship. Um, wow. So what is his expectation of you? Yeah. What does that look like? Um, well, he he expects that I'll just continually contact him, see him, spend time with him, and if I don't, then there's a lot of kind of shaming, emotional shaming, and uh, he does this regarding all of my siblings. So, like, if another sibling isn't seeing him, he'll talk to the rest of us about how they're, you know, um, not concerned mm. about him, and it, the manipulation kind of is difficult. Wow. Well, so <clears throat> he's cognitive enough to know how to try to uh, manipulate your emotions to make you feel guilty that you're not doing enough. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm. 
And yet, what I'm hearing is that actually you want to do whatever, I'm going to use this phrase, that you, you want to do what's right. Yes. I hear that. And yet, mm-hmm. it's like, but my, you said my guilt is I'm, I'm not as loving as I I am expected to be, or that at, at times perhaps might you want to be. Well, what would that look like if you're going to be loving? What does that look like? So when I see in the Word, um, it's Romans 12. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure the other part of that verse, but it says... Um, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, I'm wondering how God calls me to do that. Because um, for me to love my dad would be to make sure that I'm honoring him and being respectful uh, when I do see him and that I'm always ready to serve, to help him in any way. Uh, if he needs help, let's say, moving or I, I don't know, um, even just spending time with him because he's really lonely a lot. He's alone a lot. And so um, that's kind of how I see it and, and trying to encourage him in the Lord um, by encouraging him to read the Bible or talking to him about um, about Jesus and that sort of thing. I'll ask a, a very specific question. Do you consider him a true authentic Christian, one who has had a changed life through Christ, where inside him he has received and allowed Jesus to be his Lord and Savior, or not really? I am so thankful you asked that question. Absolutely not. Yet he, so I do not believe he is born again. I do not see a redeemed life one but but I hear I, I know a man, my my dad, who confesses to believe in Christ yet is all about himself, um, with uh-huh. some moral morality mixed in. Uh, okay, so well, <clears throat> you know, the Bible says even the demons believe and they mm-hmm. tremble. But that doesn't mean a demon is a a true authentic Christian. In other words, you can believe that Jesus, and by the way, I, this this is me too. Years ago, um, I was not uh, exposed to what was authentic Christianity. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know terminology. I wasn't, I didn't know the Bible. And I was asked, are you a Christian? And I was sincere. I said, yes. There's no way I was a Christian because I didn't even know what that meant. But what what it meant to me at the moment is I believed that Jesus was real, authentic, and that he walked on earth and he did miracles. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, that is true, but that doesn't mean I'm a Christian, you know, when when I was asked. Um, I was not. Uh, at that time, and I later learned when the Bible says, 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That is not, it's, it's a Greek word, pistuo, and it means to rely upon, to trust in. So you're entrusting your life to the Lord Jesus Christ if it is literally salvation, meaning spiritual salvation is something we all need. And um, I didn't even know the word salvation, so I was totally ignorant. And yet um, I would see a scripture and I would take a literal meaning of the word believe like we would use in English. But it could be like, well, would you like for us, uh, Anne, to um, uh, let's meet for lunch? Would you enjoy that? And you might say, yes. Well, you say, what time should we we meet? Well, I I believe I can get there by da-da-da. Well, believe may be, maybe yes, maybe no. I may not exactly really, you know, we use believe in in different ways. Uh, It's not the same as entrusting your life to the Lord. When it says believe in the Lord, see the Lord, the word Lord means master, ruler, owner. It's giving him ownership of your life. And what you've clearly said to me is no, you know he has not done that. So, and and, uh, now in my my father's situation, he never claimed to be a Christian. And uh, people who tried to even present Jesus as Lord and Savior, um, uh, he he would not respond, and, and until the uh, toward the end of it, the very end of his life. So my point, though, is um, you're helping me understand. Um, it was a painful upbringing. Uh, your dad was a dictator, and uh, there was no conflict resolution. I'm hearing that. I've taken notes with what you've said. But there was violence toward all of you in terms of your siblings and your mom. And there was definitely the verbal and emotional abuse. And you mentioned molestation. And you're not quite sure how to discern what, uh, where, to put, where to put that. And uh, we might identify a little bit before we go into the reason for your call. By the way, I really respect the reason for your call. You're wanting to do what God wants you to do, and you want to figure out how to be appropriately loving to your dad. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org 
slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about any of the topics that we raise here on the program, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the right resources that uh, might be on our website, a free resource, or uh, something that can get into your hands pretty quickly there if you'd like to order from them. We want to recommend some of our keys for living for tonight. We have verbal and emotional abuse, victory over the power of abuse. Also, there's the, the keys for living called abuse recovery from surviving to thriving. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email them, you may do so at customer support at Hope for the Heart. Org. Ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Anne. Well, Anne, I'm just thinking your father is um, blessed to have you in his life, even though he was a challenge for you as you were growing up and obviously it's confusing right now to you what your rightful role is is that safe to say absolutely Mm -hmm. okay and um what is the situation regarding does he live alone is he with does he? Um, what, what What is his situation? Um, I, I'm gathering yeah. your you 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 your family left. Did, did you your mom leave with you? Is that right? Yes, my mom. God gave my mom the strength to leave when I was 13, and my siblings were all around that age. Um, but my dad lives has lived alone in about like 20 miles from me ever since. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where are you in the birth order? I'm the third child that was born. And there's four children. Okay, four. Okay. Well, I'm hearing that there are expectations that he has 
for all of you kids if um, and you're not kids anymore though you're adults yeah. and therefore um, are others conflicted as to what the rightful role should be with him as far as um, when it comes to how to communicate with him and spend mm-hmm. time with him mm-hmm. yes yeah, we all try to, um, in our own way, and it's been a journey. So, I I can so identify with you, because I couldn't figure out what to do either. Um, and uh, I... I I uh, fortunately, I began to be exposed... To a, a uh, in a positive, the most positive way, to the Bible and a, a godly, godly teacher, and I'd never heard the Bible taught, and I didn't know what to do with the, some of the scriptures. Um, and you will identify with what I'm saying, because I didn't know what to do uh, with honor your father and mother. Since my father was a womanizer, and I just hated how he treated my mom. I mean, it just uh, it, it hurt my heart, and it, it's it it was more like hurt me. Don't hurt her, because she was enduring, and yet, you know, there it, it, my 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 family was an adulterous family anyway, and so it's not like. Um, Everything was perfect on our side, but my my point is, um, I just saw my mom responding to the Word of God and people who were literally introducing her to having a relationship, a true relationship with Jesus, and and I was amazed, um, and um, my my parents did marry when I was. Or we, we finally moved into his house. He, I knew who he was my dad, but we didn't live with him. And then I was 12, and then uh, 11 months later, um, he, uh, w- the, my parents married. And so I was okay. very secretive about everything, and I, I didn't know how to tell anybody anything or talk. Um, so I, I didn't. And even when then we got into a biblically-based church, it's like, Oh my goodness! Um, there was wisdom here, and I—that's what I needed. I needed wisdom. I didn't know how to think. Um, I, I had a lot of anger toward my dad, uh, but yet, it, yeah, you're right. Whatever you heard that I had done, my dad was uh, a dictator, but not a benevolent dictator. <clears throat> Everything was just one way. So. The, the confusing thing to me um, was um, not only um, how we are to honor uh, a father and mother, but I remember the, the scripture, uh, Matthew five forty four, um, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And I thought, nobody can love their enemy. 
I mean, that 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 must be some ideal. And so, since I was new to the Bible, it must mean, hmm, first of all, you don't pray for somebody that you, um, I, I called it dislike intently, but I hated him, and I knew my mother wouldn't like the word hate. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> because I just hated how he treated her and hated the impact. And so, I, I appreciate that you're wanting to do what God wants you to do. And so, the, the reason I asked you about, well, what, is, what would that look like if you honored your father? <clears throat> um, I did talk to one man. Mm-hmm. And I said, how, how, how can you honor or I would typically do it this way so and so I know somebody who has a father and I would tell some scenario never identifying me um, and I said what what would this boy do if he had and I intentionally tried to deflect and but if, if he was to honor and, and uh, this man said you honor your father your father and mother, by the way, you live your life. Wow. And I thought, oh. And that made sense. We bring honor to parents when our lives are literally yielded to God where we are doing what is right in His sight. Um, it, isn't, it isn't that... We are to do every single thing that we are asked to do by a parent. I'm going to be very specific. I remember when we first started our ministry, um, I I was using an example with our staff. And I, I, I never forget, there was a, a team member from New York, and she told me that her father taught her to steal. Now, that's very unusual because I usually would would have said, you know, no parent teaches their child to steal. And then she came up to me and said, well, actually, I did. And she said there were milk cartons or, or milk, milk bottles. And you would put the money out in New York. Uh, you would, uh, and they would, the milkman would come and pick up the bottles and then give you, give, leave fresh milk. Uh, this is uh, a delivery system that I never saw in, in Dallas where I'm from. But, and she said, I would, my dad had me go and steal all the money that was out, um, you know, on the doorsteps. And she said, so I learned how to steal. Now, so my, my point here is just because a parent would say, I want you to go steal, da, 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 whatever it would be. No, that's not right in God's sight. Does that make sense? Right. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Honoring is not just uh, doing what we are told to do or expected to do. Right. Honoring 
if you think of to love your enemies, and which, again, I thought, how could that be right? That just can't be right. Well, I didn't know about the different kinds of love, meaning in Greek, there are four different words. Storge, which is natural human affection, uh, like a mother loving her little baby. That is natural, and you, and that's where you go to a hospital and you see all these people at a window, and these people don't know the people on the other side of the window, but it's the nursery, and people like to see little babies. We are drawn to certain, we have, there's this natural human affection that we have. Well, th that word is not in the Bible, but it's storge, but it's a Greek word. And another kind of word for love is um, eros, from which we get the word erotic, but it really just means passion. It's passion. And we can have emotional passion. And some people think that that's always love or that is only love is sexual passion well it doesn't have to be sexual but then the two that are in the bible are phileo which is brotherly love um, it is the love of liking you like to be with someone so much and it is a a, a, a joy to be with this other person. And then agape, A-G-A-P-E, which is, it's a love based on not emotion, but devotion. I'm devoted to, this is key, to do what is in the best interest of the other person. Now that's, that's what you're called to do, to love your enemy, or, as we think of the highest form of love, it is doing what is most loving, what, what is in the best interest of the other person. Uh, what would, and, and that, that's where I try to figure out, oh, oh, how do I do that with my dad? And I'll come back and give you an example and then we'll talk about what would this look like for you. Because, see, I, I'm hearing that you really do want to do what is right. You're not trying to rebel, but what is appropriate. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living. To help you address your situation, just give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. That's uh, anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to talk with you and get the right resources into your hands. want to recommend two of them called uh, Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. Also, we have the uh, Keys for Living called Verbal and Emotional Abuse victory over the power of abuse. And those and so many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also check out our website for more resources there, hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you'll find our new updated Keys for Living with more titles being added monthly. Also the Lifeline to Hope online training. That is really just a helpful tool for so many churches and pastors looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church. And that's again called Lifeline to Hope. Also, June's many biblical resources are there. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Anne. Well, Anne, when you have the right heart and you're, you're looking at Scripture, and you mentioned Romans 12, um, you know, twelve. it's one of the most practical uh, chapters in the entire Bible, one of the most significant ones, too. And, um, you know, it says, bless those who persecute you. Um, bless, now, now, what does that mean? What do you think bless means? Um, to... Kind of like what you said earlier, to do what's in the best interest of the other person. So, like, to meet a need if they have one. Okay. And I think part of blessing 
it, it can mean to speak well of, but but that but it, th think of it when I asked you about his spiritual condition. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, I knew my dad was not a believer, a meaning he had not humbled his heart. He was not an authentic Christian, and I had said he'll he'll never change. And I thought that. Um, yet, I am not the one who can change people. Um, mm -hmm. A person has to be willing to change. And I remember very distinctly thinking, oh, um, when I was exposed to God's truth, because it's His truth that sets us free. And I know I needed, and I knew I needed to have a changed life through Christ. I did become a Christian, but still, I had wrong mindsets. And I needed to line up my thinking with God's thinking um, to, to understand that is it possible that my father could change, uh, even though I thought he would not. Um, and again, I had not, it's not that I told other people, but in, in my head, I, I just knew he would never change. Well, um, I, I remember thinking, okay, if, if I'm supposed to be loving, what is most loving is, is, uh, to him, what could that be? And he, I remember there was a dinner table um, at, uh, we always had to be at dinner at an exact time. And um, oh. I was looking at that that concept of do what is in another person's best interest for the word love, to love your enemies and I thought, okay, what what could be most loving? And he always had um, misplaced. He was always saying at the dinner table, "Where's my address book? Where's my address book?" <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I'm going to find it before dinner. And I found it. It was in his bedroom. So that if he'd said that, then he was the president of a company, and so he could he would call people all kinds of hours. Um, and I'm not saying ridiculously, but, you know, um, I, it was this fat, vinyl, uh, red uh, address book, uh, very thick. And so I, he said, where's my address book? And I said, I know where it is, Dad. I'll go get it. And I just slipped out of my seat. I went to his bedroom. I got it, and I just brought it in and just put it gently at his side. I didn't say anything. And but his look at me was like I can't believe you did that. I mean it was like wow. his teeth fell out of his mouth. They, they didn't, but <laughs> but it's like they, they were they were chattering to a degree. It was just just because he was so surprised. <laughs> Excuse me. At my response, so excuse me. I'm sorry. I have a little cough here. 
there. Okay, so um, I think that began that began a change in me that must have begun a change in him because he began to change. Wow. And I, I, I was I later realized what had happened is I wasn't fighting him. I was looking at how can I express love by virtue of agape love doing what is in his best interest. So I would look at things and think, what what could be a blessing to him? And, you know, I wasn't really talking with anyone. I didn't get help uh, because I didn't know how to talk about a lot of these things. But I, I was trying to learn what would God want me to do. And I think with your heart, uh, as you say, Lord, I, would you put into my mind what is right for me to do? And at times it won't be what he would want. Does that make sense? Yes. In other words, he, like yeah. he would want you to do something, but it could be not in God's will by virtue of, uh, as I described, this friend, um, co-worker um, at our ministry, Hope for the Heart, who was taught to steal by her dad, or t- or even even as light as something like this. You know, somebody will call on a phone, and um, and you say, uh, so-and-so wants to talk with you. Tell them I'm not here. Well, that's lying. So you don't lie just because a parent tells you to do something. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. And, and so at times I would try to figure out what do I say. I could say, well, he's not available. So okay. you, you, don't, you have to evaluate what is most honoring to God and what is right in, in this situation. So you never violate principles um, that um, there, are, there are parents who have um, been sexual with their children. Well, no, first of all, it's not the child's fault, but it's always wrong when a parent initiates anything that would be uh, sexual, and the Bible is very clear of the roles that a father should have, and and a parent should have. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, and and yet, it's not a minor thing. Uh, it's because you mentioned molestation. It is absolutely wrong. Now. That's not though. Uh, no, no child designs that. They, they. It is not brought on by children. This is uh, a, an adult way of thinking that is not right, not right in God's sight. So I think with you, as I'm listening uh, to your heart, um, you're trying to determine. Uh, you said it's confusing, yeah. and so are, are some of the things that I've said helpful to you so far? Absolutely, I've written down quite a bit. This has been incredibly helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Good. What specifically 
is confusing at this point for you uh, when you think about your your relationship with your dad? Um, specifically, you know, when it comes to him wanting a hug and the fact that I don't want to hug him anymore <laughs> and things like, you know, um, phone calls or talking to him one-on-one, just knowing how much of my heart do I share now, you know, what is healthy, what is unhealthy. I really need more help regarding that, those kind of things. Hmm. That is significant. Um, mm-hmm. I know that um, our time is is uh, approaching uh, an end because of the clock, would you like for us to be specific and talk more about that uh, at, a, at another time? Absolutely. That would okay. be helpful. Okay. Um, because, again, there are appropriate boundaries that uh, are, are understandable for you to have um, when there has been a violation of of a boundary that would be i'm going to say f- that should be in existence for for every parent toward a child um mm-hmm. if that has been violated it can it can feel uh like you physically cannot respond and because there has been a violation. And have you actually, well, when we, when we talk again, let's talk about what you could say if you have already broached the subject. Many times it's denied. The most common response is it's denied. So we'll talk about what he has said if you have have brought this up. But um, okay. and and uh, I understand very much what you're saying in regard to um, having not not wanting to hug, especially when there has been a violation on his part. Um, The thing I want you to know is you don't know who can change and literally become an authentic Christian. You and I don't know who will, but um, there are people who do change and there's genuine repentance. Now, uh, initially, there was no repentance from my dad, and and that was hard. But what we, you and I, can talk about is what is your response. What do you do? And praise God that He will guide you. Each. We will send our keys for living called abuse recovery from surviving to thriving. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. 
You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.